Chapter Two, Part Three of the Spring of Joy by Mary Webb. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Noel Badrian. Joy, Part Three, The Joy of Fragrance. Chests of fragrant medicinal balm to work cool ointments for the grieved flesh. Charles Wells. As the colour-blind slowly learn to distinguish shades of blue and green, so the scent-clogged may explore the almost unknown delights of fragrance, until they can disentangle the raveled sweetness in the air. We know by the colour of her burden under what friendly roof the bee asked alms this morning, whether she begged in the brown hut of the figwort or the rosy pavilion of the willow-herb. So, when the wind comes along secret ways, with the laugh of a naughty child who has found a treasure and will not tell of it, we know where he has been by the scents that cling to him, like burrs to a truant lad. Here are the sharpness of bilberry leaves, the emanations of moss, the reek of a blue-spired bonfire, the resin of sticky poplar buds the methaglin of white violets, and somewhere among them lingers the keenness of sprays from the home of sea-mews. Sometimes, when the east wind is full of meditative savagery, one almost fancies that a hot odour may have travelled in its caravan from the heart of China, bringing us a message from the spice-trees of Kwang-tung as in some uncanny flowers and distorted trees there seems to be an evil influence so in many cloying scents there is sorcery down where the pale turf is dank among the harsh smells of yew trees laurels and herb paris one almost sees the malevolent fair face of vivian as she passes delicate and dishevelled among the tangled shadows weaving incantations with her wimple. Crush the purple orchis, or berries of black bryony, and their necromancy brings dim thoughts of evil schemings, dishonoured deaths, unholy rites. Then gather a spray of wild artemisia. Its sweet influence will exercise the sense of brooding harm. It brings remembrance of well-being and well-doing, of love triumphant and dreams come true when the honeyed wine of apple blossom is in the air and the freshness of dew is like a caress we hear the youth of the world laughing we see perdita with her arms full of daffodils and atalanta coming through the meadow with wet white feet these immemorial essences fill the mind with purple haze and auroral mist, conjuring impalpable visions of ancient things. The origin of flower scents is full of mystery. Sometimes they seem to run through the minute veins like an ichor, as in wallflowers with their scented petals. Sometimes they are locked in the pollen casket, or brim the nectar cup. Sometimes they come from the leaf pores, as in balm and sometimes from the roots in addition, as in primroses and lilies. 
the essence lies in the arms of that small creature the seed who seldom tells her secret flowers like the oxlip with transparently thin petals only faintly washed with colour yet have a distinct and pervasive scent daisies are redolent of babyhood and whiteness wood anemones lady smocks birdsfoot trefoil and other frail flowers will permeate a room with their fresh breath in some deep lane one is suddenly pierced to the heart by the sweetness of woodruff inhabitant of hidden places shining like a little lamp on a table of green leaves it is like heliotrope and new-mown hay with something wholly individual as well to stand still letting cheek and heart be gently buffeted by the purity is to be shriven the violet has long had such poor negative virtues as modesty and self-effacement ascribe to her because she stays in her hidden nook apparently a very humble and unknown little creature but from her quiet haunt she sends forth her fragrance like a voice into the world the expression of a soul so rich that it cannot be contained within her narrow dwelling she impresses it upon the gale the wind becomes her henchman and carries it upon his shoulders then such as love violets travel up the strengthening sweetness and find this sleeping beauty in her fastness tearing their hands and healing their hearts so she finds her worshippers her lovers many common flowers have the graciousness of personality that some rare women have agrimony is one of these walking along a dusty highway in july one becomes aware that every breath is a blessing from some wayside flower and tracing the resinous sweetness as it freshens through the dust finds the hitherto unnoticed spike of little yellow stars those who go by a wood in may are enfolded in a wave of delight and whispering wild hyacinths feel as if a child has kissed them fragrance is the voice of inanimate things the air is full of the cries of leaves and grass softer than those of the flowers in the dark night of the cedar there is a different atmosphere from that within the dusk of beeches or of the green gloom of april larch woods sometimes in places where there are no flowers aromas dart upon one like little elves with sharp teeth from corn and fir cones damp soil and toadstools keen grass and pungent bracken even rock sends out a curious redolence in hot weather which unites with dried ling and herbs to form an undercurrent to the mellowness of gorse down by a stream at dusk the water takes up into its freshness the breath of mallow pennyroyal and willow herb as they sway in their sleep in a shower unsuspected sweets rush out of ambush with a laugh overpowering and imprisoning us in the dewy summer dark clover and night-flowering stock conspire with the campion and sleepless honeysuckle to invade the drenched gardener and to conquer and possess the dreaming house often in winter across leagues of snow 
a mysterious fragrance comes inexplicable until we remember that snow itself has a faint emanation and that the essence of pines of last year's hay and far-off violets can wander across the pure air for long distances treasured like wine in a crystal glass by the frost is anyone sickened by the sordidness of life let him go to the tents of flowering trees when the cavalcade of the wild bee comes to the apple as the arabs to mecca when the spinneys are fresh with quicken and the fly hovers like a lover outside the shut door of the pear blossom and waits till the red cross of denial that marks the bud is changed to the yellow pollen wreath of fulfilment the fragrance of limes when every honey dipping tassel has its clinging bee is like the hail of a friend the poignancy of it and the deep note of the bees weave themselves into a circumambient peace within which each tree dwells like saturn in his rings it is fainter in the outer precincts deepening to such a breathless delight as one penetrates to the centre that it is difficult to remember which sense is in touch with the voice of the bees and which with the voice of the tree a little wood i know has in may among its oaks and beeches many white pillars of guian trees each with its own air round it at long intervals a large soft flower wanders down vaguely honeyed mixing its breath with the savour of sphagnum moss and resting among the wood sorrel the wood pigeons speak of love together in their deep voices unashamed too sensuous to be anything but pure among the enchanted pillars on the carpet of pale sorrel with a single flower cool in the hand one is in the very throne room of white light a little farther on the air is musky from the crowded minarets of the horse chestnut white marble splashed with rose where the bumblebee drones insects are the artists of fragrance they have a genius for it there seems to be some affinity between the tenuity of their being and this most refined of the sense impressions ghostly calls summon them to their banquets the crane's bill has a word for the gnat the helleborine fills her goblet only for the wasp the yellow iris calls to the honey-fly the meadow saffron's veined cup is for the bee moths call each other by scent so do bees and probably the smallest ephemera follow the same law these calls and answers cross the world continually like a web of fine threads most of them too slight for our comprehension nature spreads her sweets for the poor she gives them rosemary instead of sandal buds wild cassia instead of cinnamon iris roots and ploughman's spikenard for those who cannot buy attar of roses the nectar of full hives warm wax dry leaves ripening apples these are her commonplaces the very beetle climbing a rough willow is redolent of flowers on the darkest day of the year with sleet in the air you can find in the sombre shelter of a yew tree a pale blossom scented like heliotrope 
it is only the wild butterbur yet its delicacy lifts the wintry day on to the steps of summer among the most desolate sand hills you may find in july acres of wax-white pyrola like lilies of the valley splashed with pink covering the plains between the long ridges of harsh grey grass the forlorn sigh of the grass is drowned by the humming of bees over the glistening carpet and from every flower rises an intense fragrance the whole earth is a thurible heaped with incense a fire with the divine yet not consumed this is the most spiritual of earth's joys too subtle for analysis mysteriously connected with light and with whiteness for white flowers are sweetest yet it penetrates the physical being to its depths here is a symbol of the material value of spiritual things if we washed our souls in these healing perfumes as often as we wash our hands our lives would be infinitely more wholesome the old herbalists were wise in their simplicity in the making of marigold potions medicaments of herbs soothing unguents from meliot and musk mallow elecampane and agrimony pillows for the sick from rosemary and basil beech-leaf mattresses for the weary for these things cleanse the whole being golden saxifrage for melancholy blue vervain for working magic cures said the old physicians and still the shining saxifrage shames the discontented and the rare blue vervain diffuses magic the pasque flower dark purple sun-hearted with its symbolism of the old grief and the young joy that the christian mystic puts into the word easter was given for cataract it cures a darkness worse than that of the eyes the arabs give a fusion of roses for tisis the aconite under her cold slaty roof keeps a simple for fevers from the pink cistus with its heart of five flames comes the merciful labdanum such things are a cordial for body and soul a thousand homely plants send out their oils and resins from the still places where they are in touch with vast forces to heal men of their foulness they link the places that humanity has made so chokingly dusty with the life-giving airs of the ambrosial meadows bringing women's heads round quickly and setting people smiling not once only but every year the fair young body of the wild rose hangs upon the thorn redeeming us through wonder and crying across the fetid haunts of the money-grubbers with volatile sweetness father they know not what they do End of chapter 2, part 3